excited for our very first inaugural podcast. Yes, 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 yes. I'm super excited. I go by the name of Ashley. And I'm Delora. Each week, we're going to be bringing you recaps of some of our favorite programming out there in the streaming world, content world, possibly a little music. We'll hit you with some hot topics and just give our takes on all things entertainment. Yes. Just two girls who love pop culture and we have lots of opinions on them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited to share. Absolutely. Well, we're going to kick it off as we will each week with our hot topics. So the first one, Miss Delora, is going to be on a sadder note as we give our condolences to John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who just announced this. We're recording it on the day it was announced that they unfortunately lost their third child, whom they named Jack. Um, Chrissy was pretty vocal and um, kind of allowing fans to follow along on her pregnancy path. She's been going down on social media. So, you know, she was mentioning how she was on bed rest just due to her health and um, potential complications, but it kind of got more dire in the last, what was it, week or a couple of days where- A couple of days, yeah. Yeah, she was was bleeding and they were giving her blood blood transfusion, excuse me. And unfortunately nothing was working out and um, the baby did pass away. I remember I I texted you earlier this week uh, just saying, you know, it just seems so strange that this was news to me because it seems so, so personal. But I think at at the same time now with everything that's happened, I do understand that it's probably very helpful for a lot of families and a lot of moms who have dealt with this are going through this to kind of have someone in that position to relate to. So what were your, what were your thoughts? Cause you're the first person that sent me a text today about the news. Yeah. So I've been following her stories. Um, She's been showing herself or showing the lack thereof of activity um, during her bed rest. Uh, Luna washing her hair and her and all the fun foods that she likes to eat. And uh, when she ended up in the hospital, I got, I got nervous, but she, she seems like the type of person and she said it herself that she's like don't worry you know don't worry for me i'm fine i'm strong the baby's strong she's mm-hmm. like you know letting people know that she was having some um bleeding issues and it's all about the placenta placement and all that we're not medical professionals but you know by any means having had a child you kind of you kind of learn some things and i was really scared for her i'm not gonna lie but she was in such great spirits her and john and i thought it was actually quite inspiring and um but i i will also say i was absolutely surprised that she got so personal like she Mm -hmm. was she was so personal to where she she showed the pamphlet when she was getting blood transfusion and and she she's like again playing it down in a way like oh I got a blood transfusion is just like an IV but with blood mm-hmm. someone else, someone's blood but um when I saw the news this morning my my heart broke my heart broke for her and John because I mean that's just a terrible thing to go through and mm-hmm. but some of the tweets that I saw from women who've experienced it and things like that they talked about how much it's a gift uh because it gives them permission to grieve what they've lost in the past so it's like I was thinking to myself like why was she so open about it but in some ways I I do think it was it it is a lesson um 
for women who have gone through it, for young women who are in, you know, interested in the the journeys of motherhood and things like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just think it's interesting. And the other thing that I thought of was the thing about Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's relationship. It's like they're very vocal, yet they don't have a reality TV show. Right. You know what I mean? Because Twitter I mean, is their I, TV show. And I say that because we saw Kourtney Kardashian pull her child out of her vagina. You know what yeah. I mean? We we, we yeah. saw that. Yeah. And it's like, so it's not like we haven't seen people's, in, you know, intimate stories before, mm-hmm. but just with her and John, they just decide to use it through social media. And it's like, it's just interesting. We, you know, we live in this culture where we share every thought, For every sure. random thought and emotion and um some celebrities you know decided to be ultra private and she did not mm-hmm. so but and i mean it's kind of in the prayers for them and, and prayers of peace and love and positive energy their way because i mean i don't wish that on anyone mm-hmm. and to your point i mean chrissy in and of herself always kind of is that personality always has yeah. been so it makes sense and Maybe it's therapeutic more than anything, like you were saying, not, not just for those families, but maybe for Chrissy and John to kind of be able to talk about it and get that support from, you know, people to kind of reach out maybe and share their story. So I hope it helps. It's definitely a very sad situation. And again, definitely sending their condolences. I feel like John Legend belongs to me a little bit more than certain celebrities just uh-huh. because he's from Ohio. Ohio. So yes, OH baby. So it just feels, you know, oh, no. a little bit more personal. Don't be a hater, Glor. Don't do this. I, I definitely um, feel like, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a tough situation, but hopefully they will make it through with love and positivity so moving on to and it was such a it was their miracle baby too which is also very yeah i read that today i didn't realize the way that she conceived before was ivf and this was natural so yeah all right the second um hot topic that i had is politics 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 um we we're gonna try to keep this podcast i know we're gonna try to keep this podcast light for you guys on a weekly basis, but we cannot deny the obvious, right? And politics is so heavy on everybody's thoughts and minds and in our faces on a daily basis. We would be remiss if we did not get a little bit into politics. I mean, and to be fair, like I was mentioning before, we are such a culture that's you know, um, social media plays such a major role in our lives. There's a lot of interwoven situations going on there i mean our president is a former reality tv star so yeah yes he is well this is really i mean this being the first presidential debate that happened this week it is a particularly heavy political time as far as discussion and kind of the article that i am bringing up as part of our hot topic is the fact that the rock who has been self-proclaimed independent my boo okay. from 2000. Okay. okay. I was smelling can you what smell? I was about to say, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Way back then. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And he's only gotten better looking, by the way. Because he was Oh, like, absolutely. I don't I think any woman. <laughs> I don't think any woman will disagree with you on that. That's a beautiful bald-headed man right there. Um he endorsed Biden and Kamala and My question really is just, do you think, because as we know, back in 2016, there were a lot of celebrity endorsements, 
did it necessarily move the needle or really make a difference? Do you think it's going to make a difference in this particular election, given that we are less than five weeks away from the election? Do you think celebrity endorsements matter? Or do you think it's really just, you know, them staking their claim and saying where they stand? So I will say that I could not watch the debate sober. I will say that. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> um, I will also say that we live in such a polarizing time mm-hmm. that I don't believe anyone's truly undecided, right? And when it comes to celebrity endorsements, I think it helps their careers more than mm-hmm. the politicians at this point. Because when I saw The Rock, um, the Rock announcement, and again, because I've been following his entire career, Scorpion King and all, <laughs> I that he did not delve into politics. I mean, he did show up at the RNC years ago. I don't know if he necessarily, quote unquote, endorsed anyone, but he was trying to get people to vote. I figured he was probably Republican and leaning, but, you know, 2020 is such a, a year because mm-hmm. I am all about positive speaking and thinking and things like that. So I'm going to be um, impeccable with my words. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's been such a year. And of course, you know, he's joked about potentially becoming president himself mm-hmm. when he did his video during coronavirus of like where's the leadership in this country i just knew then whether or not he voted for trump or not he was just not a fan uh like with Mm -hmm. our national response to this virus um so does it help no does it help his career i i felt solidified in how i felt about him apparently his comments are on fire um Uh you know trump 2020 i'm sure a lot of that is uh bots too if i'm Mm -hmm. if i'm gonna go there i i really do um but i'm sure it's not fun to read but his his comments are on fire what are your thoughts I mean, I I agree with you. I'm definitely at the point where I don't think celebrity endorsements and kind of them coming out one way or another make a difference because I do agree with you. I think that people know where they stand, especially at this point in time. I don't think that there's anybody out there who is going to say, oh, I really still don't know whether I'm going to vote for Trump or Biden. I think you know. So, you know, your favorite celebrity um, is not going to necessarily change your mind in any substantial way. But like you said, it will, ne- it will ingratiate you to them a little bit more. You know, somebody you may have thought, oh, I thought maybe you were leading the opposite way. You're, you're on my side. Okay, great. I will support your next film. I'll go see your next concert whenever concerts are allowed again. Because, you know, you know, all they got is the Goya guy in my pillow. I mean, <laughs> and what's funny is I, I swear I never really paid any attention to Goya products until that blew up. Now when I go to the grocery store, I'm like, oh, oh, that's what that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I didn't even know you about you, sir. I didn't know about your products. So anyway, well, that and was I just say, and, and I stay, I stand where I stand, you know, like Nini said, I said what I said, but you know, it'd be nice if there was room for me and my thoughts when it comes to like the Republican party, but I don't agree with this current leadership. It's like, 
his debt alone disqualifies him to be president of the United States, as far as I'm concerned. That too much of a conflict of interest. 400, well, I'm sorry, wait, $420 million? That is due in the next couple of years. That's okay. That's all I got. That's all I was I got. gonna say. That you know, I don't. This year too. This I, came don't this month too. <laughs> I don't even need to. I don't feel like I need to throw my hat in the ring of this discussion because it it is. No, 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 I'm no, just, no. I'm just putting my little. No, I get you. I'm just saying. I there's there's not a there's not a lie spoken from your lips. Uh, we'll we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave it there. Moving on to our third hot topic, Garcelle and Jamie Foxx. So this is this is one that we have talked about, but we'll talk about it again for the sake of the pod. Garcelle yeah. had Jamie on her podcast recently and talked about their chemistry on and off the screen on the Jamie Foxx show and how they had made a pact to not date while they were shooting the Jamie Foxx show come to the final couple of weeks of filming, all of a sudden, Garcelle pop up, she engaged. Jamie's like, oh, ma'am, you couldn't wait what for me doing? for two, you couldn't wait for me for two more weeks to see about this thing? Garcelle responded on her podcast basically saying, listen, I think it's been great that we've just remained friends because your dick is too big for me anyway. <laughs> what, what would I do with that thing, okay? What are your thoughts on this story? Two lines in that story stuck out to me, okay? She's, she said how it rolled out. Yes, she did. Like an arm, baby. <laughs> and then the simple question of, what am I going to do with all that? <laughs> rolling, okay? Like, I could not deal. And I was just like, I, I appreciate people knowing their limitations you know what I mean just being self-aware <laughs> oh, oh my god I, uh, it's I'm funny too because she's so honest right it would there's not there's not a lot of people who would not a lot of women let's be clear who would be honest and say listen that thing is just a little bit too big for me that's that's beyond my size um but but I yes but I wonder <laughs> I wonder if that's genuinely how she feels or if she just said that just as like a little a little thing to say to be cute or be funny because I think she still would have tested them waters potentially if the <laughs> opportunity was really there to present themselves you know even even Samantha on Sex of the City had the one guy she was like oh we just got to be friends but she tried it though she tried, she tried. it she gave it a shot she did. She gave it a also, shot. This explains why Katie Holmes was so willing to be quiet with this relationship for so Woo! long. And now Ooh. with her current boo, she is all in quarantine being damned. She is all over in the streets with this current man. And it's like, would you be quiet? Oh, we're going to be talking about this a little bit later. <laughs> would you be quiet for a dude for whatever reason? You know? Well, I was going to say one thing surprised me about this story too. And this is no like shade at Jamie Foxx. He can date whoever he wants, but I didn't think Jamie Foxx dated black women. So Never. I was a little surprised at this story in that he wouldn't have really given Garcelle the time of day. You know, I thought he was looking at Becky probably in, on the PA side. You know, I didn't think he was necessarily giving Garcelle no play. Okay? Listen. Listen. Oh my God. I love it though. Um, again, I 
I've been following Garcelle her whole career. I mean, since this Jamie Foxx show. And she was Absolutely. like in, um, a movie, uh, music video at 1.2. Anyway, I just never, I, I have not watched her on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but I appreciate mm-hmm. this personality we're getting right now because I, I guess <laughs> I didn't really know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, what how she was outside of her acting career. Yeah, it is so it's so refreshing how the how everybody is these days. Like you're to your point that people are more open and you know yeah. you get to really see them for who they are versus you know the little personality and and stuff that people put on for Hollywood. But anyway, let's move on to our. Um, if you want to go, do you want to do a fourth one or you want to go on to the yeah, recap? We have enough. It's okay. Okay, so our last one is gonna be the. Um, is it Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is what I have listed. It's the Chadwick Boseman and Viola Davis Oscar contender film. It's Chadwick's last film that he did before his passing. Unreal. <sighs> Those pictures look so good too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, they know what they're doing, right? They, they release the stills, then we're going to get a teaser, then we're going to get a trailer. Mm-hmm. But, and it's um, obviously coming on the heels of, you know, it's his, his passing is still so raw, particularly in the Black community. And every time I hear about him, it's just another kind of act of goodness or kindness that he did. The last one being oh him gosh. taking a pay cut for Sienna Miller yes. on 21 Bridges. It's just like, yes. why'd you have to take this one, God? He was a good one, you know? Why, why, why did you have to go ahead and take him? But anyway. But I just, I do feel like when you you hear about his character and his integrity mm-hmm. and like he's finally one of those people that you you assume is a good guy he actually really was yeah and really is. i mean which is hard have, in hollywood too not to is, say that i mean the be kind lady monsters, just got but... caught up this summer <laughs> okay like <laughs> uh but they say don't meet your heroes but chatwick we would have loved to meet you love 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 um you've only heard but nothing but beautiful stories and even in his death I mean his resiliency like to Mm -hmm. to just move forward with what he knew what his his purpose was yeah and um and just the legacy of films that he left around you know Chadwick forever for Mm -hmm. I mean absolutely he better get that posthumous Oscar like see, uh, that is going i see that makes me feel some kind of way right now like I, i'm he, saying he he I got it for the joker yeah goodness gracious oh and that was the other point i was gonna say even in his death unfortunately you know it reinforced you know some things in my life in terms of getting checked up making sure my appointments are together knowing yeah. my family history um yeah. i i what i've learned is like if you had someone close in your immediate family dealing with, you know, breasts or colon in particular, mm-hmm. you know, you subtract 10 years and start getting your, you know, um, <clears throat> your breast checked and your colonoscopy because yeah. you want to be on it. So, I mean, unfortunately, you know, it, 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 it was a wake up call, especially yeah. for our community. Yeah, I was going to say, very good point. Sorry to kind of cut you off a little bit, but very good point in terms of definitely bringing more to the forefront some of these things health-wise that we don't necessarily think about. Colon cancer, I've always considered to be something you have to worry about when you get a little bit older. He was still only in his early 40s. He was diagnosed before the the recommended uh, age. Right, because he was late late 30s when he was first diagnosed, like 39, right? 38, 39. So 
Um, I feel like I've seen a lot more now, heard a lot more now about colon cancer than I had previously. Um, as we know, cancer can touch anybody at any time, but it's definitely, like you said, a good, a good for sure wake up call in terms of our health, because again, he's somebody who you thought was probably fairly healthy, took care of himself, all of that. So what were the risk factors that he necessarily had that made it so that he had gotten colon cancer at, you know, 38 years old? I mean, hell, we're in our thirties. That's a scary thing. The mortality, the older you get, the mortality becomes more real, but I'm, you know, I'm still, Hey, we fairly young. Well, never know. So definitely hopefully helps other people out there but and that is and think of his co-workers not having a clue viola yes, says yes. she had no idea i no mean the directors idea. right you would think even sometime if cast didn't know directors or producers may know because I, I, obviously they're a part of the back end of the film yes i really thought that um the director of black panther um ryan coogler yes ryan coogler I do know you, sir. Forgive me. Uh, <laughs> um, he didn't know. I was like, what? And they were close. They, yeah. they made that movie together. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I really get the impression he didn't tell anybody but his immediate family and his girl. That's the impression yeah. that I get. So and, whether there are a couple so friends who knew too. Even, even going back to our earlier conversation with Chrissy T and it's like, finding the sweet spot of what to keep close to your chest and what to share mm-hmm. you know what i mean like what chadwick did was very old school it was also was very wise in his situation because not everyone needs to know everything about people right mm-hmm. it's but also then, personal i mean to your point earlier is, about the fact that you know or that we both spoke about the fact that chrissy is who she is she likes to share she's very public yeah. Chadwick does not seem like he was that type of person, right? And he got this yeah. advice from his mother, so that's who raised him, right? So he's gonna he's well, gonna go in line with his mother. They're always super private, anyway. <laughs> I'm teasing. Well, and of well, a certain generation, anyway. Like my grandma yeah, used to always yeah. tell me, "Stay in a child's place." So you know, that's yeah. just, just in my head. Not everybody need to know your business, but again, I mean, it was needed because he would he would not have been able to do all the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was in the forefront of all his, um, you know, negotiations or getting roles and things like that. So absolutely. And have his work be the thing that we spoke about during the remainder of his life and not about his illness. So exactly, exactly. But I, I will say in that statement, um, of his death, which was just such a blow and just gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. I, I almost wonder if his team wrote it or versus him because I feel like his team was like just so you know he's been battling this for the last however many years and he you know and he still brought you this movie this movie this movie this movie and I'm just mm-hmm. like yes that is something to be proud of because that was miraculous he was our king T'Challa okay I'm always you, will be forever rest in peace um, well, that's it for our hot topics for this week. You want to move into our very first recap? Yes, yes, yes. So this week we will be recapping Normal People, a Hulu original based on uh, the 2018 novel by the same name by Sally Rooney. Uh, this story <clears throat> or this limited series is in partnership with the BBC. And it stars two young people who is essentially a coming of age story. 
mm-hmm. trying to navigate navigate uh, school, career, and love. And I'll, uh, I'll just start by saying when I when I first saw the trailer for the film, I was like, "Oh yes, I'm here for it because I love a BBC moment." Okay, <laughs> like BBC love, has some great shows. Love BBC. Um, everything from Fleabag to The Crown. Like, I mean, The Crown isn't BBC, but you understand what I mean. A British Dr. Moment. Foster. Yeah, I told you I love BBC uh, shows yes. as well. Such great character development. <clears throat> and so uh, this in particular was uh, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's an Irish uh, teen coming of age story. And and then I saw that there was, you know, human drama and romance, which is wonderful for me because I feel like our culture has been so obsessed with like supernatural superheroes <laughs> and everything. So I'm like, yes, human drama. <clears throat> and so when I finally picked it up a couple of weeks ago, I, I absorbed it like it was a rainy fall weekend and I'm opening up a book I sunk into this story so so deeply like I binged it rather quickly okay Mm -hmm. um I loved it so what are your first impressions Ashley well I definitely have to say that you are the probably only reason why I know about this show (laughs) because you know we both get into into television into content and all of that but I had not really paid any attention to this series and you could not stop talking about it. So I was like, okay, if she's talking about it this much, it's it probably drama. really, really, oh, really man. good. It's probably Heart really good. Yes. Love. So, so this, this was a 12 episode first season. Yes. And I, I think like it's you, the only season two, by the way. Yes. Yes. There's no season two just yet. If they do do one, hopefully they do. But I, like you, consumed it all at one time. So it definitely kept my attention. I think because it was based on a book, everything felt so developed. Everything yes. felt and so... <clears throat> Sally herself was part of the screenwriting. It was, it was two Okay, writers. the book writer, the writer of the yes, book. So that, was, that was good to know. And, you know, Ashley, we've done this in the past where we've read books and then watched the movie or shows. We didn't do that this time. We did not. But like I said, I thought, I thought it was well done. Like, I'm like, I, I know people who probably read this novel is not disappointed because it just, it watched like a novel. Yeah, or at least I hope, you know, I hope again, mm-hmm. just from watching True. it, it seemed like everything was so well done in terms of not trying to rush anything and really letting the characters develop and show you over a period of time. I mean, it felt long, but at the same time, it felt necessary because yes. you see them go from high school to college to what are we going to do kind of post-college and you really follow along and a substantial portion of their lives and it's these two young people and kind yes, of their dynamic together and, um, connell connell sorry yeah i was about to say i could i i kept thinking his name was something else and then i finally saw it like because i accidentally had these subtitles up i was like oh yeah. his name is connell so yeah. anyway i'm sorry you asked me first impression so again my first impression was that it was um beautifully done for sure in terms of to me the way that they were able to really tell a story and give it the time it needed to develop it and for me to invest 
You know, yeah. I'm all about investing in some characters. Especially when it comes to relationships, so romantic yes. relationships, I have to feel the buildup. Okay, for me, yes. like you can't just go and it, it is it is a sexy moment. Okay, um, and the, there was a lot of sex. Can you be clear? <laughs> there was the only I think the only text I sent you during my watching was I appreciate the equal opportunity nudity okay because yes! <laughs> you got to see some full frontal ladies and i was not mad because i just feel like in a lot of shows and a lot of series you see a lot of female nudity and you don't see anything on men even you know you i barely love insecure. see a <laughs> i must say i love insecure but you see a man a man's butt every now and then but you got to see it a full enchilada on this show and i appreciated it so anyway yes okay. but but you know me <laughs> a romance uh person to where it's like you don't even necessarily have to have sex for me to fall in love with like a story or what or like a person that relationship or whatever but anyway it's a it's an adult story so um and it was strategically placed it wasn't even in a gross manner which i appreciate too where it's just like <laughs> you know um what what did they say the money shot it wasn't even about that it was the chemistry between the actors were was so good it was definitely great chemistry and like you said i mean it was really it was as if you were watching these people's lives unfold and you just put a camera in their face you know Absolutely. not that it felt not that the cinematography felt reality tv-ish i want to be clear no, no, i'm no. just saying in terms of the natural the naturalness of the storyline and the episodes it really yes. just felt like you were getting a glimpse into these people's real lives Absolutely. Can I, can I say my first impressions of the two main characters? Yes, of course, because I was going to go there too. So go ahead. <clears throat> so Connell, obviously, we're meeting both of them in high school. Connell is the more popular. He mm -hmm. is, he, he plays football, which I had to look up the sport they were playing, by the way, because I was like, what is this for you? I thought it was rugby. You, I could, I, I was so confused. It's Gaelic football. So anyway, I had to, I had to Google that. So, so rugby. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking. I had to look that up, but my first impression of him was like, oh, okay, he's the typical kind of like high school jock, popular, whatever. And then she's the outcast who is super smart and defies authority. But I almost wondered, like, is she, and this is not to be even remotely insensitive, but for a minute, I wondered if she was on the spectrum. Yeah. I was like, is she supposed to be on the autism spectrum at all because it seemed like especially when they were first getting together that her yeah, social, social cues yeah it was like skills. she was being yeah. like like it's like extremely honest extremely forward i just couldn't i couldn't get a cow i couldn't get a gauge on it at first right yeah, yeah. but i think it was just supposed to be that she was so socially awkward because she had no friends yeah. more so than anything else because obviously and as time honest, goes on you see her but, come out of her shell yeah yeah is that that i'm sorry no, no, no. That's it. I'm good. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so yes, we meet them in high school and she seems very particular. Like the first shot is like her meticulous ponytail down her back. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. you can tell that she's a studious student. Um, with him, I'm not going to lie. I did not think he was that smart. And like later on in the story when he's in college and everything and they're like, oh, he's so gifted. I was like, oh, I didn't pick up on any of that. Maybe the <laughs> something for that for me. But um, I think it was always supposed to be that he was hiding it for the sake of who people thought he was. Yeah. yeah. Because can I be honest? Yeah. And this is this is 
this is not a lack of love for the character, but I found him to be very much a coward in high school. Yes. What do and you I, mean? Like, well, yes, I, because, yes, well, because I don't want because I don't want to be too harsh because I know, especially, you know, when you're at that time of life, you know, peer pressure and trying to fit in and all that is very it's present. Super important. But yes. he had he let a lot of things, in my opinion, go that were very glaringly wrong. And I, I felt more and often obvious. than not. Yeah, I felt more often than not he really needed to stand up, particularly to his friend group. And that bothered me as far as his I character agree. goes. I agree. I also feel like I wonder if part of the reason why people didn't like her was because her family was wealthy, you know? And it was more so like the haves and have nots. And they didn't like the fact that, you know, she's a know-it-all and she has money. So, you know, she's yeah. not one of us type of deal. That's interesting too, because besides the two of them, you never necessarily got the sense of where everyone else fail in terms of their socioeconomic um, status. Very true. And I think, I think that might play a role in how European schools are compared to America. <laughs> America redlining is so prevalent in everything we do, you yeah. know, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, it's, uh, it's a little bit more blatant than other areas. That That's just me talking, making a lot of assumptions but um but yeah so I also thought it was interesting because we we catch their first interacting our uh, interaction to each with each other um with him picking up his mom who is her family's housemaid mm-hmm. um picking her up after work and did you get the sense that they had an established interaction before they decided to be vocal on how they felt about each other? So the only sense that I got was that they grew up going to the same schools. So yes. they knew each other and they obviously spoke on occasion when he came to the house to be there for his mother's pickup or what have you, but they had no real, you know, no real dialogue and no real relationship development until the point we we get to I feel like she probably had had a crush on him throughout time observed him in school vice versa and it kind of we pick up at the point where I guess she finally feels like hey I'm about to go ahead and shoot my shot I don't know if they say shoot my shot in Ireland but in America that girl shot her shot in the hallway of the school okay she was like i like you <laughs> flat out though flat out that's what i'm saying that's why i was really curious like it's so but rare that so she shocked, though. well because he was shy he was even though he was popular you know he was a popular guy who was very reserved and was very shy and did not necessarily even to her point of like you know everybody has a crush on you even a teacher has a crush on you he's like I don't know anything about that. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he just, yeah. he was so naive and oblivious to kind of who he was and what his probably status was in that way with women. You know, as we later find out that teacher who she said liked him, liked him. She okay. liked him and was like, where are you going? Listen. Like, why am I making out with my teacher right now? Yeah, he was like, he was like, this is so weird. She was like, it's amazing. <laughs> It's oh my amazing. Goodness. So, okay. So he obviously likes her because like at the end of the first episode, after one of his games, 
she's on the bus and he sits right next to her granted they say nothing to each other (laughs) but the idea that you know i think it was his way of acknowledging what she said to him i love those moments though like in real life those are some of the most like heated moments where like yes you just hear that person y'all know y'all like each other you start to feel (laughs) that body heat i'm getting hot just talking about it lord jesus Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then, um, and then we go on to them making out. I mean, their relationship <laughs> uh, ex- accelerated quite quickly, you know. It did. It did. Sexually. Yes. It went quick. They never established whether he had really been, you know, how, how much sexual experience he had. He's had experience. He was not a virgin. Right. But she was a virgin and she's like, can we take our, can we go ahead and take our clothes off now? He's like, um, not just yet, sweetheart. Let's, wait, wait, wait. Let's it, make gave a plan. Me, it gave me never have I ever vibes. You remember that, that show on Netflix? And yes. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Honestly, even though uh, normal people is a drama and uh, never have I ever is a comedy, same thing. Old girl was like, I like you. Let's yes. do it. Yes. When do we do it? You know what he I mean? Was a, he, now, he was a cutie. I really liked him. He was he, cute. He was guess cute. Guess where he's from, girl? Orlando, freaking Florida. It's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm about to lose my train of thought now. Thinking about that. Um, them, them getting straight to the, to the oh, point. Oh, yes. I was going to say, to me, and, and this is just my personal experience, ladies out there, maybe some of y'all do this. I feel like as a virgin only in television and film are female virgins quite that aggressive going even back to cruel intentions days i remember reese witherspoon (laughs) decided she was about to seduce uh what's his face and she was so forward i'm like yes ryan phillippe i was like girl is that is that reality i don't know i don't know but again only my experience i cannot say what other women have done out there y'all may have been them confident virgins like yes let's get this Let's do this. Oh my gosh. Um, so they they got to know each other very well, but they're coming. I think the running theme out of this whole series for me is communication and the Ooh. lack thereof. Yes, it was brutal at times too. Brutal. Brutal, brutal, so let's brutal lack of communication. So they're out of what they call secondary school, so high school. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Wait. I'm sorry. Before you go oh, too far, before you go hard. too far, sorry, yes, sorry. I'm about to say, you have to talk about kind of the Their dissolution agreement. and the dissolution and how all yeah. of that plays into the rest of the series. And, and you're correct because um, I think this is the most, we probably should spend more time in the beginning because it's actually the groundwork for the rest of the series. So mm-hmm. they are they got they get to know each other in a very biblical way um but every day after school every day after school but connell wanted to keep it a secret yes he did and we should also talk about their family dynamics really quick too so marianne is um the only girl she lives at home with her mom who is a professional woman part of the reason why she's wealthy you know her mom has a very um important job and then she has an older brother solicitor which in ireland is that a lawyer i'm not sure i think so okay (laughs) i'm going to look that up and um 
Her parents are divorced, but her dad is not really in the picture. And we find out that he was abusive to her mother. Mm -hmm. Um, For Connell, he lives with his mom, single parent. They have a very, oh, and with Marianne's family, they're very cold, very distant, very business-like in their interactions with one another. Um, And her brother is verbally abusive. Absolutely. It's a common trope too. Like rich families are very cold and then poor families are very warm and loving. Oh, great communication. So with Connell, he uh, lives with his mom who cleans houses for a living. She's very uh, aware of her son's activities because she knows that he brings girls home um, on any given day. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just expects him to do what he needs to do as a, a student and a son. And so, yeah, so Connell really likes Marianne as well, but he doesn't want his social capital to tank in school. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he basically said, we're just going to keep this on the low, low. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and let's be clear. She suggested it first. She did suggest it first. Okay, so I think she suggested it for his sake. I do too. too. Not saying, not saying that, but I'm just, I just want to be clear that it was never like he just said it and she forcefully agreed to it. She was like, we can keep this a secret if you want to. Yeah. And he was like, cool. So just to be 100% clear on that. (laughs) Go ahead. What uh, you bring up, what, what you like to bring up? at this point well I was just gonna say to the point of again the agreement you already mentioned that for him it was about social capital for her I was always trying to figure out what really her perspective was on it when they were doing it in high school and unfortunately I think it was just because she was used to or thought that thought less of herself than she should have which is the only reason why she really put that out there and agreed to in the first place she knew his status she knew the group he hung with whatever so she was like listen I I know that I am in her mind potentially less than so I'm fine with as long as I can have you and do this with you I'm fine to keep this a secret his mother Connell's mother completely disagreed with that and question him on that about is, does she have a boyfriend or something? Why is it that yeah. you feel you need to keep this a secret? Yeah, but I love mom, by the way. Yeah, he he at the time get be it his level of maturity at the time, be it the circumstances, he didn't seem to really pick up on that, and that came to a head because yes. of the yes. their equivalent of prom. So you go ahead and take it back, Delora. Yes. So <clears throat> at this point their their love has been blossoming marianne put some effort into her look for this dance <clears throat> kind of like a she's all that moment where mm-hmm. she you know hair did nails did everything done <laughs> <laughs> and she was the bell of the ball at this party and there was a situation where Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking about their their fundraiser before the dance. But to your point of she had shown him what she could do if she put in effort, because usually Mary Jane, uh, not Mary Jane, Mary Ann, Lord Jesus, was kind of kind of dressed. Well, they wore uniform at school, but she always kind of dressed down, hair up, whatever. So to your point, she had shown him that she could kind of hang out with his crew, his little clique, because they had like a little fundraiser at a club. So cut to then they were about to have their equivalent of like a senior dance. And he said that he 
was going to ask another girl to the, to the dance and she was shattered and I, I also want to go back to where I was with the fundraiser because that was the first time that there was an incident where a guy groped her mm-hmm. and he stood up for her and all of his friends kind of looked at him kind of crazy but I thought there was some really I actually was like falling for it like oh my goodness he's actually standing up for her he's actually might claim her and then I felt like he was so embarrassed over that fallout that when the prom came up he was like oh I'm gonna ask this you know the popular blonde girl to the to the dance and Marianne's like what mm-hmm. <laughs> um and again it's you know boys boys don't understand at that age and he was like why is she cut me you know she cut him off okay she did, which i was so proud of her for because you I know how too, hard she it did is not budge at no. all when he left that voicemail in tears i was like yes. oh that would have broke me right because i cannot Same. stand to hear Same. him i would have like, texted him like okay like let's have a conversation <laughs> yes i was so proud of her but i think to he her he didn't even so, show up to school after that either he did not but again to to her to his mom the credit i give to his mother and the reason why you said you love a his real mother one. is she really held his feet to the fire and said listen you treated this this girl who you were sleeping with every single day every like day. she was nothing. Like, did you ever even consider asking her to the dance? And he said no. Like, how because has that never? So because again, again, in my mind at that time, to, you were saying that's the first time you really stood up for her. I was thinking like, oh yeah, you're about to really, you know, come into your own, stand yes. up to your friends. And like, I don't care what my friends think. I love this girl. And you reverted back to being the cowardly lion that you were. and chose to go with the status quo and and for everybody listening who has not watched this yet the the culmination of it that really got me is his friends freaking knew one of his friends outside of the dance his friend tells him listen we knew and i just don't understand why you never said anything we didn't know why you wouldn't say anything Nobody and he was good after that too. He yes, was because it's like, I did all this for what? I did all this for what? I exactly. Because he had even told her that he loved her. So how yes. do you love me? But exactly. you're embarrassed of me and you don't want to ask me to this dance. Like for guys who may be listening to this, I don't know, a lot of guys may have tuned out by now because this, this may not be their cup of tea. But if you are, we appreciate you. <laughs> And listen here, Welcome. if you're sleeping with a woman and you sleep with her on a regular basis, just know she's in her feelings and don't be doing stuff like that to her because that's upset. Unless she's Rihanna and she's a savage. But <laughs> most of us <laughs> out here in these well, Rihanna ain't gonna, and Rihanna ain't going to need you to ask her to no dance. She got all the dudes asking her to the dance. She just fine. So Rihanna's an exception. Yes. <laughs> But yes, that, that, the reason why I wanted to go back to that point again we, yeah. was just because that set such a strong foundation of where they're going to pick back up to and the reasons why there were issues that they had to maneuver around even as they go forward in their relationship in the future. So if you want to skip ahead now to their yes. college years. So in the college years. So I will also say um, the span of the 12 episodes um, is four years. So in their relationship in high school uh he wasn't really 
I guess we kind of saw some of his indecisiveness in high school because he didn't know what he wanted to do. He thought he would get a job like everyone else, but he was a super talented um, <clears throat> student. So Marianne suggested that he attend Trinity with her. Uh, Trinity and study College. English because and he study loved to English read because that's what he loved because he was such an avid reader. So he applies, he gets in, and he's navigating. It's new. It's like you know that that quintessential story when you peak in high school and then you have to start all over again <laughs> freshman year in college you're bottom of the totem pole I mean you were literally he's renting out a room from a stranger he has a job so he can keep things going um but he's not really he hasn't found his people in college so he was he's miserable mm -hmm. and um one day one of his classmates invited him to a college party and this was his first time actually embracing college life and guess who he finds at the party it's marianne and not only Ooh. is she there she is the girlfriend of the friend of the classmate who invited him to the party and she is beautiful. She has come on her sale. Shale. She is so swagged. I mean, I mean, she is, you know, W-O-M-A-N woman. Okay. Yes. She has Coming found her herself. Own. Yes. Found her crew, which that's something I love that they pointed out. You were already mentioning it about when you're the big man on campus or whatever in high school, you may peak in high school and then you get to college, you have to figure yourself out. She was the opposite, right? So she was Complete. such an outcast that she found herself in college. And I feel like that's so true to life often. Yes, yes. I love that they portrayed that so well in the show. I agree. And can I say how impressed I am by the actors? Like that, that transition was like so well, like even- Yes, day and night. It's like day and night. I'm like, you were just a teen, like, <laughs> a moment ago, and, and now you're a full woman. And portrayed it so well, even down to the way that they speak, right? Because yes. you go back to the fact that both of them were more reserved and more shy and less, um, besides, you know, the part where Marianne's really shooting her shot, very yeah. um, introverted. And you get to yes. college, and they're both much more vocal in different ways about their realities and that is a product of growing up that's a product of developing as a human being as you get more more comfortable with yourself which means you get more comfortable expressing what you want and who you are absolutely absolutely so what are what are your thoughts on the college years so we she's in a relationship it's also one of okay so i want to mention this too if you if you ever seen one day with anne hathaway it's mm -hmm. the film that came out in 2011 it's just like Ain't this it? in terms of like you know you follow these two people through the years they make these connections and you always wonder if they're going to be together if they're not someone's always in a relationship so that's the feeling I got when I was like oh great she's in a relationship they obviously have a thing for each other when they see each other again after at this point it it, it might have been a full year because she had stopped going to school okay, right. at the end of um, high school or secondary school. And so what were your thoughts seeing the type of man that she was with, um, you know, compared to uh, to our main guy, Connell? 
I thought it, it seemed fitting given, again, where she was supposed to kind of have evolved to at that point, which is, you know, Marianne's very intellectual. So she kind of surrounded herself with intellectuals and yes. people who wanted to debate. So that was really kind of the, the introduction of Connell was they wanted him to join like the debate team type of thing. So, you know, her boyfriend at the time is, is this very smart guy who, you know, is social and whatever. Is that necessarily a fit for Marianne? I don't feel like I knew yet. I just felt he can't be the one because Connell is the one because what's the point of this story? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't feel like there was anything particularly wrong with that boyfriend. Now the second boyfriend we can get to, Alex. Wasn't his name Alex? All right, the second boyfriend is, um, I believe his name was Alex. If it's not Alex, then I'll take, I'll drink some more of my wine that I'm already sipping on. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Before we, before we talk about her next boyfriend, can we talk about that reunion scene between Marianne Connell? Like, sure. It was like he was, uh, Thirst and horse drinking water for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> As an audience member, I was too, because they went a long time into the episode without me seeing Marianne. And I'm like, what is this reality that we're living right now? How long do I have to wait for this reunion? Yes, but I'm talking about when she decided to end her relationship with the first boyfriend. Oh, you're talking about when they first get, get together again get together when they decide that hey we're gonna give this a, a, another chance yeah I mean again I think I think that my hope especially at that particular time was the way that I hope with all shows where people give love a second shot like oh yeah this is meant to be because you know that whole saying of if you if you love somebody let it go if they come back that's how you know that's how I that's the sentiment I take into my shows so I'm they, like, this is gonna work that out. That is the of this entire show, then. Girl, I'm telling you, I was like, this is gonna work out. This is he's the one. You know, he he's mature. Y'all in college now. Y'all have time to be together. But it and was the communication or the always. lack thereof. Because okay, so we'll go into this part. So the first boyfriend name is um, is it Garth? Okay. Oh, maybe it's Gareth. And you know why I know? Because I have a coworker named Gareth. <laughs> yes. First boyfriend, Gareth. Second boyfriend is Alan. So you were correct on that. Hold on. Alan or Alex? Alan. Oh, okay. So I was almost, almost right. I thought it was Alex. Okay. So I feel like I was so excited when she broke up with Gareth. <laughs> because I was like, they're obviously not a fit. I think I could, I could definitely tell, like you mentioned, she probably thought it was a good fit because he was like intellectual, extremely charismatic, but there still wasn't that it factor between them. And so when she decided to break up with him and end up with um, Connell again, it was so beautiful. But the reason why they broke up was because Connell was experiencing financial issues at school. And instead of this second time, this second time this, while they, this is the second time. Yes. And is Instead it really a breakup? Because yet again, there was no title yet again, there was no real commitment that was made. Touche. But what I was going to say was like, instead of swallowing his pride and saying, Hey, can I live here for the summer? He, he's just like, Oh no, I got to go back home. 
and then you and then she and, and again again she never expressed how she felt either I, on both sides i hate i hate that term i shouldn't say that but for the two she didn't she, he didn't really explain to her what his issues were and then she just was like well fine yeah do whatever you want uh and and then they left it open like oh well we'll see other people right and it's like what no you can do long distance. I mean, it's only a two-hour drive. I don't understand. I, I actually Googled mapped that, by the way. That's they're, hilarious. They're small towns <laughs> to a big city. The Dublin. Two-hour drive. Okay, David and I, my husband and I did that for two years. It's possible. Yeah. I mean, obviously... <laughs> Again, to your point, it definitely came down to communication. What I was going to say is he, it's, that's not all he did. He definitely put it out there and said, well, you know, I guess we should see other people. It's unfortunate. And, but this happens in life all the time where you, don't, where you fear that being, having that level of vulnerability with somebody, why they necessarily still felt that because they had been together previously. Mm-hmm. I don't know 100%, but it was definitely yeah. unfortunate because so they both knew they loved each other. And they both knew they wanted to be together. And he should have known because the way they betray Marianne is Marianne told him multiple times, I would do anything you want me to do. Anything, including adding a third person. Her, roommate, <laughs> her friend, her friend offered their a threesome. Okay. Threesome. And he said, listen, I would never do that. And she's like, if you wanted to do that, I would have done it because I would have enjoyed you enjoying it. Okay. Exactly, so, and he and could he not compute could that. He could not compute that at all. Like she said that to him, and he was just like, "What?" And he just—he uh, can be so clueless sometimes. I swear, he's naive. He was super naive. He's so—it's adorable, but at the same time, very frustrating. Because again, it comes down to sometimes I wish, and I don't know if it could be a man thing. Sometimes. Is it a lack of ability really to articulate some of your thoughts that you're having in the moment that you're having them that you only realize later, like, hey, I should have handled that differently. Not saying that we as women don't do that too, but just feels like at certain moments, like guys just bottle it all up and they take it out in other ways. And then later on are like, oh yeah, what I was really feeling at that time, I should have told you this, or I should have handled this this way. And I feel like that was the same thing. He was frustrated about his situation. That's why he kind of got into a fight with her in the first place, kind of at, while everything was going on. And then all of a sudden, you can't ask the woman who you're basically living with anyway. His roommate said, basically. why don't you already are staying with her for the most part anyway? Why don't you just ask Marianne to live with you, if you can exactly. live with her? Exactly. It didn't so make they any sense. Or, or they- stopped having sex because they weren't necessarily in a relationship. But yeah. anyway. <laughs> that's, a, that's something I want to touch upon too as well. And then, so she moves on to Alan, who is a guy in her new sophisticated friend group. He's a douchebag. And bag. he's a bit of, he's a sadist. <laughs> who would have thought the bag. short man, uh, and no, no offense to short people by any means, but it kind of plays into that Napoleon complex uh, trope, I feel like, you know, it's like, you know, you got to comp- overcompensate in some other ways. And he did it in the bedroom um what did they say uh what what did they say he was into um was it bondage was it bondage yeah it was like it was like this 50 shades of gray what do we call that yeah bd uh uh 
oh my goodness right for some reason it's like it left my it mind like I had my it. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, is it bdsm it's like it's bondage and sadomasochism i believe so it's like that that is i think that's it god for, not god let's not bring god into this people forgive me y'all know what we're talking about um yes. but yeah he was into you know kind of punishment and pain and kind of that sort of thing and that's what marianne yeah so like you know got marianne got into it as a result of it but i say he's a douchebag because it wasn't just what he was doing to her in the bedroom oh, no. he's also just a dick like in exactly. personality he was not a nice person and i mean so um so is this after they got their scholarship, they went to Italy to her family's home? Yes, I believe so. So him and his roommate were doing like a tour of Europe and yes. her and her boyfriend and one of her friends, the one who was about to do the threesome with them, yes. <laughs> offered, uh, they were all staying at her Italian villa because apparently her mother was so wealthy. They had multiple properties. Multiple homes and she spoke Italian fluently. Yes, she did. And that dinner scene was so intense where she was trying to be, you know, the host and Ellen was upset, I think, because she went out shopping with um, Connell mm -hmm. and that scene really, sh he really showed his behind. They actually broke up shortly after that event, didn't they? I want to say that was probably, I hope that that was really the time that they actually broke up because I feel like he was just so disrespectful. Even if you're upset about kind of her Connell coming there and all of that, he he was disrespecting her house because he like poured yes. wine on the floor yeah. and yeah. just the way in which he handled it, I just felt was very unfortunate. But yeah, they kind of skipped to the fact that she took a year and was living abroad. So they kind of skipped over the actual breakup, but obviously they allude to the fact that thereafter they broke up and they stopped talking to each other and she moved on and lived in yeah. a different place. So now, th this is where the series got really depressing for me because she was off abroad and you can tell she was unhappy, but like the way that she was just giving of her body to people, like her boyfriend um overseas was he seemed sweet and he was like you want me to do what to you <laughs> and 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 it just made me feel like who hurt you marianne like who her who family for me it and always the, went back to her family and the way that they treated her and 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 that's what i wanted to get to i i i can get there now one of the things that i found with her her character in particular is like she just wanted to be loved she just wanted to be accepted she wanted to belong and to be yeah. claimed mm -hmm. and the reason why i bring this up because okay connell also finds a relationship with um a young lady um again at school they seem to have helen. sex helen <laughs> helen helen the only really yes. the only minority that yes, was featured prominently show. in the show yeah thank you so much for highlighting that because mm -hmm. yes <laughs> well his his psychiatrist is was a black lady yeah but she wasn't a prominent cast member so that's what Very i mean true. in terms of the prominent cast but yes there was one black lady <laughs> the thing that black people do is we always try to find ourselves or someone adjacent to us. Well, absolutely and just side note obviously especially right now because i really want to i make it a priority and i'm sure you do now too to seek out and support 
our community. So that's one of the reasons. Especially it's not a now. It's been our whole lives. Okay? Well, I just like, mean, I just mean for the sake life. of this particular moment, for, for me, it's even more like I got to, my, my dentist is black, my gynecologist is black, my dermatologist yeah. is black, like everybody well, black. I will say for now, I would say before it was just solely black actors. Now it's, okay, this was written by a black person. This was directed by a black person right. or a woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you seek out, um, you, you want to support and you want to see, you know, you want to see us win. <laughs> exactly. So that's my point. Not that I have not always loved black people. I'm a black person. I mean, but just that right now. The it running is so much more pressing like when you used to watch a football game it's like okay do they have a black quarterback okay no is their main coach black no is i'm just looking for one i'm just looking for one but anyway i'm sorry i didn't mean to derail us i just no worries. I just had to point that out but um what i wanted to say was that was such a dark time because around that time also um what is what's his name again what's his name i'm so sorry is it which one the one who got who the one who died yes the one who died i cannot remember his friend's name who died unfortunately it's i cannot remember but he was he was one of the main friends in high school that connell grew up with um and he committed suicide so you kind of get to see connell's reaction uh, is it silgo silgo oh that doesn't sound familiar but it's l-i-g-o it's his funeral Ugh, i don't know well maybe so but yeah he commits suicide so you have, yeah. to, you have to kind of see Connell that's what it says that. according to wikipedia um <clears throat> yes he kills himself and it it rocks um Connell to his core mm-hmm. so much so that uh he's seeking professional help and is on Uh, medication and again both of our main characters are going through extremely dark times at this point Mm -hmm. and their ray of light is reconnecting with one another through a simple video chat or phone call every night and I just (sighs) which I'm sure we can all super relate to given COVID and having to virtually chat with our loved ones more than ever so that was a little more palpable right now for me but and uh, during this time, also Helen, Helen couldn't take it. She she broke up with them, mm. um, and I don't blame her. Like no, no, no. You could tell even before. To her point, she could tell before he got depressed that yeah. it was not working. So it's just unfortunate that that he wasn't able to have her in that moment. But at the yeah. same time, is it right for her to spend that time with him knowing that they're not going to work out? Make it. And I think them going to his friend's funeral and him seeing Marianne played a major role. In Girl, that. she had to pull that man off of Marianne. She had to pull his, she had to physically pull him off of Marianne. Like, that is enough, sir. Okay, our seats are over here. Where's Those your mama? Those bonds, those bonds, it's so real. And if you've ever really gone through tragedy or gone through anything hard, you know who those people are that you look to and you want there to support you. So in that moment when he sees Marianne, it's like, yeah. oh, the the person I love, the person that I need, the only person that I need is right here. And that's not my girlfriend. Like, I'm so sorry, but it's not you. Yeah. 
Yes. And so, um, again, Marianne's boyfriend in Switzerland isn't even really worth bringing up. Um, He seemed to mean well, but honestly, he was just scary at the end. Yes, I was going to say, he's the vessel that made me realize that she was in a very dark place. Yeah, <laughs> okay? it got like, a little scary at the end. I felt like she was being uh, physically abused. I was like, hold on now. Where are exactly. we going with this? Where are exactly. we going? Exactly. And so, so go ahead, Ashley. Where where would you like to go from here? Um, I guess we can kind of just wrap it up for the sake of, uh, for the show, because I don't know how much, um, you know, much more we need to delve into kind of the psychology of it beyond just really going back to the end that for me, Marianne's character was so deeply scarred by her family and by her relationships with her family that that really permeated everything else that happened for her from her relationship with Connell to her relationship with other men to her relationship with sex to a lot of decisions we make. And that really is kind of how everything gets wrapped up, right? We see that her, her brother, her older brother, physically hurt her um and I don't need to really go into too much detail about that and Connell had to be the one to kind of come take care of her kind of get her out of that situation and let her know like listen forget your family her mother sitting there on the couch did absolutely nothing nothing and it's like an abusive relationship and you're gonna let your own son hurt your daughter and I think that was supposed to be the psychology two part right is that the mom because of probably the situation with her husband and who knows what her life circumstances were potentially before that, allowed this abuse to happen, allowed this abusive pattern to continue even amongst her children and even the excuses she was making for his behavior, talking about, well, Mary, you just don't understand your brother. You just don't understand how hard it is for him. She was yeah. like, how hard it is for him? Exactly. Like, what are you saying? And her mother, even because at the end of the season, her mean- mother, even at the end of the season, she sides with the brother after this incident and does not speak to Marianne, sees her on the street and keeps walking and does not acknowledge her own daughter. It was heartbreaking. That was the most heartbreaking part of the entire series for me was the way that her mother treated her, not her brother, which was awful, but yeah, that not having your parent, your first, yeah. that first line of defense in your life that's supposed to be there for you, love you, support you, take care of you, to not have that just to me spoke volumes about why Marianne was the way she was. And I hope that because of her relationship with Connell, she's able to heal from those situations and able to have somebody there who truly loves, supports, and nurtures her the way that she deserves to be. Absolutely. And um, to tap into where you are in the story, they're back at home. And so when she leaves home after the incident and he's the only person that could take care of her <laughs> and he did thank god mm-hmm. um when they went to that christmas party together and they finally were holding hands meeting all their old classmates and things I, that christmas party to me was like the peak of what marion always wanted like i mentioned yeah before, love and acceptance claimed, she wanted to be loved she wanted to belong and to get all that for <laughs> to get all that for them to separate again girl 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 that's why Ashley. i told you i was gonna be so upset i had to, I had to like it took me i had to i had to sleep on it 
I had to wake up the next morning. I had to take my shower. And I was like, Ashley, listen, this was season one, baby. This was season one. We hopefully they'll do a season two. There's no other book. They better do a season two. If y'all do not, where can they go though? Because honestly, I can see the book ending this way. Like it's almost like we'll always be back together. I mean, we'll always find our way back to together. That's bullshit. Excuse my language. That's bullshit. It's sometimes sometimes like that, Ashley. No, no, (laughs) no, no, no. Listen. Honestly, okay, I will tell you this. I wanted him to go. I do want him to go. But But she needed to go too. Yeah, yeah. But I also agreed with her not going either. But I also (gasps) was like, why can't y'all have a long distance relationship? I don't understand. What is the complication in just saying, we are still together. Let's meet up every month. Girl, where I am in my life right now, in my mental state, I only want to see happy stories. I do not, after everything that we have gone through with this couple, I do not, and I'm not really crying, people. I'm just being dramatic. No, I do not want this, to see them separate. To your the point, the so of this relationship. But honestly, yeah. this was the most vocal. Again, back to the communication piece they had ever been. Yes, and I get that's beautiful. But I want to see a happy ending. So don't bullshit me and tell me this is for the best. This well, this is, is gonna help him. I land. This is gonna this help is- him be the the once in a generation author, and then they can get. She could be. What was she trying to be a politician? I, I don't even remember her. Uh, they didn't say. They said she was studying history and politics, but they never yeah. specified what she but wanted to do with her career. They'll be the the power couple in Dublin, you know, in five years. They're so. Listen. <laughs> Fuck all that. They better do a season two and show me, okay? I need to see a happy ending. So to your point, all the material in the book is supposedly really used up. And the so we didn't really explain. So the reason why they separated the end is that he gets the opportunity to study, uh, get his master's of fine arts at in New York. And they live in Ireland. So yes. this is a very big opportunity. He had applied Halfway for it. Yeah, didn't think he was necessarily going to get it. And at first he's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Can you imagine me in New York? I'm not going to do it. And she's like, you have to do it. This is an amazing opportunity. He's like, well, I want you to come with me. No, I'm enjoying my life here. Girl, what all are you doing there? I need you to really explain to me why you cannot go to New York and have you a New York adventure. I respect it though. She doesn't need to follow a man across the world for a while. Okay, and you know I'm all about, you know I'm all about doing your thing, girl, living your best life. What I said is I need to fully understand what I it is that you are doing that you feel like you cannot do in New York. But actually, back to what we were just talking about, they were in such dark places. She finally found her light. Now, I like to think her light was, you know, was he was not a him. part of that light? Right. But it was probably getting her back from being abroad and finding her place. And I don't know. I, I, but I, okay. So overall, our thoughts on the film or on the on the series i loved it i was heartbroken but i i mean it was so well done it was beautifully made um it's so funny because i love the reason why i love a bbc moment or whatever is like the the landscape views the shots it was so beautiful and green and lush and hills and oceans those budgets Uh, those budgets are nice (laughs) <laughs> and um it was just visually beautiful and it was just well done um well acted and so i'm satisfied if there isn't another season um 
I, I hear you, but I'm just saying if I don't know, I know where this they, is your this is your review, girl. Feel how you feel. This is your review. I'm just saying I I don't know where they can go from here, really. Besides, they better live happily ever after after his freaking New York stint. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's bring it back together. So to your point, the show itself was great. It takes not that it takes a lot for me to get invested, but as invested as I truly was in this, as I said, I had to sleep on this. I had to wake up, take me a shower to kind of calm down for being upset with how they ended the show. Um, you know, for, for me to get that invested, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, as far as the the acting, the the character development, the ability to really tell a beautiful story over a full breadth of 12 episodes, it wasn't rushed. Um, nothing lingered out there. Uh, there was no really fall in plot points for me. Everything got wrapped up nicely. If this is the only season, I can live with it. Am I going to be happy? No, because I want my damn happy ending. And that's all I'll say. That's so American of you, Ashley. Whatever. I'll be American <laughs> as hell right now. If that's the case. I want I know. my in happy these ending. Times, in these times, I yes, do. I need my happy ending. But yes, I do. I do think that um, that if I had to give it a grade, I would probably, I'd probably give it a, a A minus, just because they didn't have the happily ever after. Uh, if they had the happily ever after, it'd be an A plus in my book. Well, actually, I give it an A. It'd be an A plus if there's more diversity. I don't know how many black people was in Ireland, but y'all need to find some more if y'all do a Girl. season two. That's it. There were women in behind the scenes, so I I give them that. Um, but yeah, so for me, you know, it's an A for me. I loved it. I love their love. I'm a sucker for romance. So all the sh- all the movies or shows I recommend in the future, it's not all of them, but you best believe I I look for my romance. <laughs> so, so that was this week's recap. So we're going to move into our hidden gems. Yes. Do you want to start or you want me to start? Um, I can start. I can do this one. So right my hidden gem. So just to give you an understanding of what hidden gems are, basically these are movies, shows, podcasts, m- music that we enjoy that we're not necessarily going to recap in the future but we would love for you all to have some things some takeaways from each episode so my hidden gem is um leslie odom jr's album mister uh leslie odom jr most known as aaron burr from hamilton who is everything in that musical movie, <laughs> by the way. Um, welcome to everyone who just found out about Hamilton this year, but I've been on the bandwagon since 2016. Okay. You have, you have. And he has made that album everything for me. Anyway, um, Mr. is his second, or I'm sorry, I believe it's his third studio album, but like he had his first album, then a Christmas album, and now it's Mr. I want to highlight a couple of songs. My favorite tracks on this album is are, um, are Standards, Go Crazy, which is the single off of this album, and <clears throat> You Are My Everything. Such a beautiful song. And then I also like to mention Remember Black. Beautiful, beautiful song. So that's my hidden gems. Okay. Well, I have five. <laughs> but I will not go into five. <laughs> I know I will not go into too much depth about all of them because 
running short on time. You have other weeks. Just so you I, know. I know, I know, but this week in particular, <laughs> I consumed quite a bit. So I just want to give a shout out to uh, just a few things that I really, really, really enjoyed. Uh, the first one being Sneakerheads on Netflix. It is yes. six quick quick consumable episodes really enjoyed it the star um you've seen him in other things like blackish and um yes. what's the one tracy morgan show that was airing on tnt i can't think of the name right now the og yeah the the, the last og yes or last he OG. was yeah he was his cousin in that so he is the star of this one he's kind of a reformed sneakerhead sneaker enthusiast and kind of gets roped back into doing um uh, a scavenger hunt uh kind of thing for the supposed mythical Jordan Zero. So all the sneaker lovers out there, you will really love this series. It was funny. It was very entertaining. And like I said, very quick, very quick you binge on Netflix. Love that. I, I loved it. I am not a sneakerhead. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I even texted one of my coworkers like, listen, tell your husband to watch this show. Um, my next one is um, All In, The Fight for Democracy. Um, I really enjoy that on Amazon. Um, yes. um, Stacey Abrams is featured pretty heavily on that. Um, it's really it's focused on um, the history um, and tactics of voter suppression throughout the years in the history of America, which obviously is very um, relevant right now and very timely in terms of this upcoming election. So I really encourage everybody to check that out if you have Amazon Prime and really get you know more detail because every time I think I know quite a bit about history. I'm reminded there's so much that I still don't know, you know, and there's oh, so much to, to still understand about the ways in which, you know, society has oppressed us and has oppressed our rights and our ability to just function uh, in society. So um, heavily strongly encourage it. Us. Black folk, <laughs> black folk in particular. They also touch on other minority groups too. Um, but, but particular, you know, I as black the people, American pe the native people. Yeah. I mean, they talk about Chinese and how there was a, a, uh, effort in California in particular to stop Chinese people from voting. I mean, as we know, most minority groups, when they come into the U S have been oppressed in one way or another, but again, yeah. especially at this time in particular, I think it's very important to watch it and to get a better understanding of historically what has happened. So that one, I really enjoyed the social dilemma on Netflix. Woo. That one was it's on my list. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. You, I think you are. I think, I think, I don't know how much I feel like that documentary is necessarily going to change people's habits so much as it's just going to remind you that the way that you are behaving with technology is all intentional. You know what I mean? Like we are, there's not a whole lot necessarily we can always do to fight against the system because we're yeah. so ingrained at this point, but it's a reminder to be mindful and to, you know, realize kind of like that the voter, the voter thing. Absolutely. It's, is, yeah. is very intentional. <laughs> and you have, you have people in, in Silicon Valley in particular, who are speaking on this documentary, who were the heads of these companies of the Googles yeah. of the, so, you know, it's first person accounts of, Hey, we created this monster and we're really trying to figure out now ways to tackle the efficacy of it and the ethics behind it, because it's not healthy for people and it's not healthy for society. So I really enjoyed the social dilemma. I did turn my phone off for a good hour after I watched it and then turned that bad boy right back on. But listen, I'm doing so much better being mindful about my social media consumption. So I take that as a win where I can. But anyway, social dilemma, Netflix. Um, the the uh, second to last one I have is Enola Holmes on Netflix. I what watched that? that 
Enola Holmes, star, starring Millie Bobby Brown. So this oh, is her. God. Yes, Enola Holmes. So this is her. All my Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yes. The one who played the heartthrob in Hunger Games. You also have um, uh, uh, Superman. Yeah, you have Henry Cavill who is playing Sherlock Holmes. So the premise of this of the movie is that she is Sherlock's young younger sister, and she has to. Her mother is played by the fabulous Helena Bonham Carter. You don't think we gonna re recap this? I don't know. Do you want to recap the Noah Holmes Absolutely. at some point? Okay. Okay. Well, then that's not a hidden gem. We're going to recap that at some point in the future, people. Um, the last one I have is a, is a song choice. So it kind of goes full circle back to John Legend. Um, I really am loving his song with Janae Eichel on his latest album called You Move, I Move. Um, yes. The name of the album was Bigger Love. It dropped back in June and it's yeah. been kind of on repeat for me. I always have like a song that I seem to fall in love with that I play forever. And this is the latest one for me. It was beautiful. So good job, John Legend. Yay. And those are my hidden gems. Girl, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You. Sorry, I, I told you I had a list today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I had a little bit of a listen. It's one of those good weeks where I was able to really, really go through some stuff. I was feeling some type of way. So that's all I have. Do you want to tell them what we're going to recap next week? Um, I'm okay if we, if we wait, if that's okay. okay. All right. So we're going to leave it as a tease for what our next yes. recap is going to be. I can't wait, but if, we did it, Ashley. We did it. First, First show down. Show in the books. Yes. I'm super excited for this podcast. Again, it's been a long time in the works between you and I to really get this up and going. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed our thoroughness with our show <laughs> discussion. It just gives you a little glimpse into our hours long chats we sometimes have. And, um, you know, give us any thoughts you guys have, any suggestions, any feedback, any tips or things you want us to recap that you're really into right now. We would love to get some suggestions and we'll keep the conversation going. Yes. Until next week. All right. Bye, guys.